Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The question today is really about the tribe, our tribe, your tribe, anybody's tribe, and who's the best among us. But to become a leader, you need to be better than just good at the skills that the tribe needs the most. You transpose that into the modern paradigm, and what you get is this. Success is necessary to be a leader. If success is our desired destination, then the destination is the journey. So how am I supposed to view this journey? Does it have honor and lead to high places? Is chivalry required, and will I need to be courageous? Does a young boy want to go anywhere that does not require him to be courageous or where he cannot achieve that which challenges him to become the hero? I think in part that this is natural in all boys, and if we nurture it and allow it to grow and not die in them, then bravery and the virtues will not die either. Charles Sumner, the senator back in 1856, said, The age of chivalry has gone. The age of humanity has come. He said this as a warning. Has the age of humanism come? Are we done with heroes? Charles Kingley, an Anglican priest in England at about the same time, wrote this. Some say that the age of chivalry is past, that the spirit of romance is dead. The age of chivalry is never past, so long as there is a wrong left unredressed on earth. When man decides to play the hero, he is like, it's like the shell that he once lived in is, is no longer capable of holding him. Like, like new wine, he needs a new set of clothes those of the night. A wineskin is an ancient container for liquids made of animal skin, usually a goat. And an old wineskin needs to be cleaned and then soaked in oil until they are rejuvenated to a new supple and a soft state. Therefore, it can be reconciled and made fresh again to hold new wine or the new man. But if it is not reconciled and you put new wine into it, the spirit in the wine will cause it to expand and the wineskin will burst. Thus, both the container and the wine are lost. A small group of men called apostles and women who walk with them once set out upon the principles of faith, hope, and charity. And upon these they carried the cardinal virtues against the prevailing mindset of the age. They played the hero and in doing so altered the course of civilization by their charity. And this seemed to non-Christians to be an unpardonable stubbornness and perversity. But these saints played the hero to the end of their lives. Their success was their journey, and so it is our journey today. Scripture tells us, if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time that you're here sojourning on earth. That fear is the filial reverence that a child has for his father. Scripture also tells us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect, so we make an effort, and we do try, poorly at times. But we are reconciled to a supple, softer state because we are the Easter people and our sorrowful efforts rise to choruses of hallelujah. Does this journey that we are on require us to live in a new way? Yeah, we are told to gird up our minds. The word gird is just a metaphor to tell us to be mentally prepared for action. We're also called to be sober and to live soberly. Another metaphor, which is to be spiritually awake, alert, self-controlled. Are we then to get up early, say prayers of thanksgiving for another day, 
and pray for the strength to work at becoming the best version of ourselves? A priest once told me, you know, don't you, that if you're fasting and you're not praying while you're fasting, then you're just dieting. In the same way, whatever you're doing and not praying every day about doing it, then you're just doing stuff. And is it going to matter? Within chivalry, there is this nuance that you treat some things as special treasure, but not all things. Should we endeavor, therefore, to be saints and set our sights to labor in the virtues that the greatest men and women who ever walked this earth have dared to live out? History tells us that no knight was properly equipped without at least three horses. The battle horse or high horse, which was led by hand and used to play the hero. The second horse, a palfrey or cursor, that was used for the day-to-day and travel. And of course, the pack horse that carried what belonged to the knight. These knights had a code that they lived by. Seek the truth, be honest, protect the weak, honor women, children, and the poor. The special treasure is this, that we keep seeking to be the hero. And when we mount our high horse, may the grace of God govern our senses and overcome our unruly passions. May God fill our souls with a true sense of obedience. May God grant us courage by infusing our hearts with a sincere sense of humility. And may the Lord give us perseverance of faith in all good works. Ain't it so? This is Gettin' Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeart Podcasts. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>